We're Michelle and Lucy, your deep dietitians, having raw and honest conversations, revealing the secrets of being truly nourished and empowered in mind, body, and soul. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Deep Dietitian Podcast. It's Lucy here tonight, and I'm doing a solo podcast for you all. I'm recording this at night. I don't know when you're listening to it, but I just want to say hello and welcome and get ready for next week because we have a surprise for you. Michelle and I will be recording a podcast in person together. Woo, woo, woo. Cue the air horns. Bow, bow, bow. I'm a little bit, a lot excited, and I absolutely cannot wait for you all to hear what it is we have to create for y'all. But I wanted to pop on and give you a little bit of a love note this week because I was just talking to one of my clients and she brought up an issue at the very end of our session. And if you've ever had any type of session with a dietitian or a therapist or anything like that, you kind of know that like whatever comes out at the end is like the real issue. And one thing we were talking about was the lab values of my client for her blood work. And, um, she's been working really hard. We've been working together for two years and she has really turned herself around and gotten into this really great place. And I, as her coach, see her making all of this effort to make peace with food, change her lifestyle in a way that is really, really helping her towards the goal that she set for herself. She's working towards lowering her blood pressure. Um, she's working towards lowering her blood sugar and all like a lot of stuff tied into that. And what she said to me at the end, cause we were talking about different lab levels and she was like, you know, like sometimes it just feels tough. And I was like, what, like, what do you mean? And she was like, you know, the numbers just don't move. It's like hard to make the numbers move. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, that's, that's kind of how it goes. Unfortunately, like I wish we could snap our fingers, but it takes a long time sometimes. And she was like, yeah, like, I just feel like my doctors don't believe me. Uh, and my heart just like broke because it's so tough to work with someone on a weekly basis. And now we've actually scaled it back. So this client we work, um, we actually see each other every three weeks because she's done so flipping well and she's so self-motivated. And to me, hearing that her doctors may not believe her that she's doing the work that she's moving her body the way she is, that she's eating the way that she is just because her numbers aren't moving and it's tough. It's really, it, it makes my heart break because I think it shows and portrays the topic I want to dive a little bit into today, which is just the fact that it's really easy to blame yourself for your health status. And I think that's a little bit of a feeling of the way, at least in the U S I think perception around health is that it's very much an individual's responsibility, which I do agree. Like we are responsible for our actions, right? We are responsible for our actions. So like, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to say that your health is not potentially your responsibility, but the problematic part is that this perception will go as far as to say, if you have any health ailments, it is your fault. And that my friend is not true. 
right? Like it's just one of those things that like, ugh, it gets me because what my client said to me, which is just so profound and she's just so in her heart and I, I just really commend her for it is she's like, it's so weird because what happened is she started a medication that really helped her change her habits because it changed some of her like biochemistry. And she said, it's so weird because I'm still the same me. I just feel different. And like, I'm the same me, but my numbers are different because of this. And I think a lot of the time, and I understand like your lifestyle, if you don't want to use medication because of whatever it is, like there's a lot of access issues and there's also like lifestyle, like it can be difficult and also medications have side effects. So I can understand why someone would not want to use medication. But what I think is a failing of the narrative in the health culture is that like you are a failure if you have to use medication. And I just want to call bullshit on that story because because I want to reduce the stigma. And I know people in my life, I've had clients who have used medication for either like mental health or other reasons or physical health, and it's life-changing in the best way possible. And so it's so aggravating to me that there could be this big perception, like a widely accepted perception that you are a failure and it's your fault if you have to turn towards medication, which could be something that greatly enhances the quality of life that you have. You don't have to like, you go, you have more bang for your buck, if you will. Like all of the effort and the work that my client has been doing when she got on this medication, like it just has become so much easier. Like every ounce of effort she puts in just takes her so much farther. And I just it breaks my heart that there could be someone out there who's thinking I'm a failure if I have to use medication and not even medication. It could be anything else where it's like, I'm a failure because my body looks like this or because my weight is this number or because I'm this body size or because my X, Y, Z is elevated or what, you know, like your numbers, your blood sugar, your blood pressure, whatever. And it's just one of those things where we can do the best we can, but at the end of the day, we have different genes. We have different history. We have different lifestyles. Like there's so many different things. We have different socioeconomic statuses. We live in different locations. Like there's so many things that play into a person's health and it's simply not fair. And it's simply untrue to believe this narrative that it is your fault. And it's because of a personal failure that you've gotten to where you are with your food or your body or your health or whatever, or any place in your life. And I know that like, it's a weird place to hear and you might be protesting a little bit in your mind if you are like, take a deep breath, like all that stuff, because this can be like a really big belief and negative belief that holds us back that if you turn this around, it can just lead to so much happiness and greater life quality. Because if you're not beating yourself up all the time, because every time you look in the mirror, you think, "Mm, well, it's your fault right? When you talk bad and you talk nasty to yourself and it really stinks when it's a medical professional or somebody else in your life who is kind of giving you that judgment. And this is what I told my client is that, you know, doctors don't have a lot of time with patients and they, they can't know, like I get the privilege of seeing my clients like, you know, day in, day out every week to see and know the progress and the work that they put into themselves, the effort that they put in. And just because you might have difficulties or obstacles or roadblocks, that's like why you work with a coach. It doesn't mean that you're a failure because you have an issue with food, right? Because you have a hangup or you have a struggle. It means that you can overcome it. And it's not because it's your fault. It's because something is going on that we can look at a little bit deeper and we can find a way around it. I get the privilege of working with my clients every week to see that effort that they put in and do that work. But doctors, 
actual, you know, like physicians, our medical system is set up so that, you know, they have to see as many clients in order. Like that's where the money is incentivized. Like it, it makes a lot of sense. Right. And so doctors only get to spend a, like a certain amount of time with patients and it would make sense, right. That they look at numbers, they look at somebody and they, that they would judge them. Right. Like it makes sense. I'm absolutely not saying it is okay. But what I am saying is that it's really easy for a doctor or any other medical professional to look at you and say, I know you and I know your story. It's not true. Unless they take the time to get to know you and to get to know your story, doctors will never know you, right? Like you can, unless you tell them, and it's really unfortunate. There's a high prevalence of weight stigma. And there's a lot of just like stigma and judgment that medical professionals, they're they're humans too. We're all humans. I'm a medical professional. It doesn't excuse that behavior, but I just want to come on here and like be a voice to say, Hey honey, I see you and you're trying really hard. Even if you don't think you're trying hard enough, even if you think that you could be doing better, guess what? If you could do better, you would be doing better right now. If you feel like you have something that's weighing you down, you feel like you have a problem that you just can't get around. It means that there's something to look at deeper. It's not because you are like, it's a personal failure of yours. And I don't even believe in failure, right? Like failure just means that, you know, there's a learning lesson here. It means that there's something maybe you're not seeing. There's something that you can take away from this experience to help you get to where you want to go in the future. And I know that can sound like some toxic positivity bullshit, but I want you to hear this truly because it's not okay to blame yourself for things that are out of your control. Yes, you can control when you go to bed. Yes, you can control the food you put into your mouth. But you know what? You just can't directly control your body and what it does with all that stuff that you do. And you can try your best. You can think that you know your body. And sometimes you just don't have the information, complete information that you need to feel like you're in stride. And that's why you work with people like with a coach, with a dietitian, with a doctor to like figure that stuff out or a therapist. But it's never going to help to blame yourself and say it's your fault. You're not trying hard enough. You could be trying different actions, but that does that mean that you're, you don't care enough? Does that mean that you don't try hard enough? Absolutely fucking not. And I'm using this language because I want you to know that it's like I'm putting my protective big sister vibes on here to say, hey, you no, you can't beat yourself up. You know, like maybe you might have been tolerating that and allowing that in the past, but like, no, that's not going to help you. It's not going to help you get to where you want to go, judging yourself, beating yourself up, saying, "Mm, this is your fault, all these bad things. That's not going to get you to where you want to go. You're only going to like hold yourself back because you have to come out of that negative self-talk, right? It sucks if someone else in your life doesn't believe in you, but like, honey, you got to believe in you. And so I want to just share this to say, it's really easy to blame ourselves and beat ourselves up, especially if someone doesn't believe you that you're putting in work just because you can't yet see it. Growth is not linear. Growth happens in spurts. It'll happen fast. It happens slow. And then it happens fast. Or maybe it just happens slow. And you look back and you say, dang, I've come a long way because you persisted. Do you know why you would persist? Because you believe in yourself and you recognize yourself for doing the work. Not because you beat yourself up and say you're not trying hard enough and this is all your fault, right? That's not creating an environment where you're going to want to thrive with yourself, you know? And again, it sucks to hear it from somebody else. And if that has happened to you because someone close to you said, but you're not trying hard enough, let me nitpick everything you're doing. Or a medical professional or somebody else who you look up to made you feel bad about yourself or feel like you have to prove yourself. 
I think on some level, yeah, like it, it helps to like want to prove yourself maybe for solely your own validation of yourself. Yes, maybe. But I want to say like, I see you give yourself a hug. Like if you feel like you haven't done enough, you are the person who needs to hear this the most. (laughs) I think like the, the greater the resistance to this message, honestly, the more you probably need to hear it. And maybe now is not the time that you're going to listen and that's okay. But I want you to know that like the way that our culture is set up, especially in the U S is that, you know, we have a lot of high expectations on taking control of your individual health when there's not a lot of actual like support for individuals to take control of their health, first of all. And again, I think it's really incredible and empowering when you take action for yourself right? I think when you can do the extent of your abilities, that is amazing and it's powerful and it feels really good, right? But when it comes to this double-edged sword of saying, but it's your fault if this happened, like you could control it, like you wanted this to happen and that you deserve this on some level, whatever it is, any health ailment, like mental health, physical health, whatever it is, any negative experience that you're having to say that you wanted this and you brought it on yourself, like that's just... I have a really hard time thinking that anybody's going to thrive with that. And it's not true. It's simply not true. So I want to just, again, repeat this message a million times until you hear it. Give yourself a hug. Go easy on yourself. This is not your fault. You can't take, but you can't take action for yourself, you know? And if someone doesn't believe in you, find someone who does talk to me, talk to whoever it is, but just recognize yourself for doing the work too, because sometimes other people will, will say, Hey, you're doing a great job. And if you don't allow yourself to receive that compliment and celebrate your own self and recognize yourself for doing the work, you know, that also doesn't help. So it all starts with you. And I'm coming on here to share this message because again, I got really fired up to think that any of my clients, doctors would say they don't believe her because numbers aren't changing fast enough or whatever. I see the work that she does. And I know that someone is seeing the work that you do, even if you don't recognize it. I hope that you do start to recognize yourself, but you're doing the work. And if you need to change your approach, it's about working smarter, not harder. My friends, that's what it's about. It's not, it's willpower. If you're using willpower to fuel every change in your life, I just have to say willpower is a finite and limited resource. You don't only, you only have a certain amount throughout the day and that's just not the best strategy to use. So if you need to find some way to make it easier, literally talk to me. If you're struggling with food, if you're somebody else, but if you're struggling with food, if you feel like you're stuck, talk to me, talk to Michelle. That's literally why we do what we do. Because if you're beating yourself up, you're not going to get very far. We got to figure out like what is actually stopping you, you know? So be gentle with yourself, be kind to yourself, pat yourself on the back, I hope that you can take away, like if you take any action away from this, like some of my friends who are amazing coaches, they, at the end of the day, they do, uh, you know, not a to-do list, but a, I have done list or a done list instead of a to-do list, right. To celebrate themselves for all the work that they've done, because it's really easy to say, but I'm not doing enough, but I'm not doing enough. But if you don't recognize yourself sometimes and often, I think <laughs> if you don't recognize yourself often for doing the work you're never going to feel like you're doing enough, you know, no matter if you're doing more work or not or doing what feels more fulfilling or what's more effective or whatever it is, you're never going to feel like you're doing enough. So I really hope that you can today recognize yourself for 10 things that you've done. If that's a stretch, maybe three, but do make a list of saying, Hey, I'm really proud of myself for doing this. I woke up and I got out of bed on time today. 
I can say that today because I know that there are days that I absolutely, absolutely couldn't do that. You know, it's a really big deal. And it sounds, it might sound really trivial to you to say, I got out of bed and I went, you know, I got to work on time or I did whatever on time, but that can be really difficult at some points in life. So even the littlest thing, when you can celebrate the little things, you can celebrate the big things. So that's my little love note, my little heart centered, heartfelt message for you all today, because it just breaks my heart to think that you might be walking around there thinking less of yourself, saying, I'm not doing enough, I'm not doing good enough, I'm not doing, you know, because someone else didn't recognize me. And you might know yourself, I know this with myself, sometimes we need to have those honest moments to say, hey, I actually do want to be doing more. I could be doing more. That comes from a very different place than saying, hey, you're not doing enough and all these criticisms. But like, I truly believe you're still trying your best at every moment. So it's a, it's a matter of trying things differently, not trying more things. You know what I mean? So I could ramble on and on about this forever, but just know that I so deeply appreciate you for being here and you're amazing. You're doing so much for yourself, especially if you're listening to this podcast, it means that you care about yourself and you are doing the work. You sat here and listened to this podcast. So you can put that as number one on your, on your done list (laughs) on the things you're celebrating yourself for, for doing and the effort you're putting in for yourself. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you feel like you are struggling with food and you want a heart-centered, compassionate response in the shifts, right? We, it's not about working harder. It's about working smarter. And if you want these internal shifts, I am hosting a group program starting the 25th of July. It is this Sunday. I am so excited to lead you all through the mindset shifts that I think you need to overcome and to shift in order to overcome emotional eating and overeating in a way that feels really disempowering in a way that makes you have this negative self-talk to say, oh, this is my fault. All this stuff. It's, you know, we don't want that. We want to have a heart centered way to say, what can I do about it? What is actually going on here? So if that is something that's interesting to you, please, please, please sign up in the link in the show notes. You can also find me on Instagram. The The group is called Tap Into Empowered Eating, and it's the emotional course you need to feel empowered with your food. So I would love, love, love to see you there. Please tell a friend if you think that they would be interested in it. It's the first time I'm running this program, so it means it gets to be a little bit collaborative. I always leave space to be flexible to the group's needs. So I have what I plan out, you know, for the course, but I always leave room for specific issues that people in the group might be facing. So I would love, love, love to see you there if you are really ready for this compassionate type of shift and this compassionate type of change. And you can find, again, the link in the show notes here, or you can find it in my Instagram at lucycallrd. And that's what I have for you. So I hope you have a wonderful day and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Deep Dietitians podcast. Michelle and I would love to connect with you over on Instagram. You can find us at Deep Dietitians. And please DM us or take a screenshot of this episode and tag us in it. Let us know what you think. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and share this episode with a friend if you think they would find value in it or if you yourself thought it was interesting. We look forward to talking to you on the next episode. And until then, stay connected with yourself.